Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. 718 on a uh, Tuesday morning. Joining us now in our studios is the superintendent of schools for the Northfield School District, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? Good. Thank you so much for coming in. At a board meeting last night, it was the uh, final board meeting of October, anyway, of the month as we uh, were making our way to Thanksgiving. I don't know there, all right, there was a Halloween theme to that last night or not? Uh, no. No there, such there, thing. No, okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, the meeting last night. First of all, we, uh, something we've talked about several times before, but we'll mention one more time, is uh, Nancy Antoine, the uh, uh, Greenvale principal, no, Brid- Bridgewater, Bridgewater, excuse me, yep. Bridgewater principal, uh, gave a report on her award. Yeah, so night. the last time I mentioned that Nancy, uh, you know, she was announced as Minnesota's National Distinguished Principal last spring. And then in early October, she actually went to Washington, D.C. and received her award. And last night, uh, she had an opportunity to share her experience about that trip with the board. She shared a little bit of the speech that she gave uh, at the celebration. She showed her award. Uh, And again, we are just so grateful for the work that Nancy does every day at Bridgewater Elementary. And the National Distinguished Principal honor is the most prestigious honor uh, a Minnesota principal can receive. So uh, we are so happy to see Nancy formally get that recognition and, and bring those awards home. And again, I just know I join all of Northfield and all of your listening area uh, when we say uh, congratulations to Nancy, and we're so proud of her work. Good work. Uh, let's move on. Uh, why don't you give us a, a COVID update? How are things in the schools? We've heard reports that things seem to be uh, slowing down uh, and uh, better numbers uh, now than we had just a couple of weeks ago. Has that uh, been true for Northfield? So, you know, we have been taking a look at the Rice County numbers. And as you know, mm-hmm. the Rice County numbers have improved. We saw a, a pretty significant improvement last week uh, where we saw uh, a drop in the number of uh, cases in the county. So, you know, for going back to really kind of the week of August 22nd or so, even a little bit before that, you go all the way back to the end of July. Um, in all but one week from uh, July 25th, uh, just through last week, so every week from July, the reporting period, July uh, 18th to 25th through last week, all but, but that was the second week in that entire time, we saw increase in cases in the county. Uh, we saw a precipitous drop this past week from 197 in the October 3rd to 9th reporting period to 139 in October to 10th to 16th. And so that's really great. Um, we are really pleased to see those numbers going in the right direction. In the school district, we uh, look a little bit more closely in terms of what's happening in our schools. Um, we know that the Northfield numbers have been have been better than what the Rice County numbers have been, which is great. Um, we right now, as of this morning, hot off the press, every day we update our dashboard, and, and right now we have a total of 20 uh, current cases in the school district. That means those 20 cases have been reported in the last 14 days. So every day we sometimes add cases and we take cases off once they cycle out of that 14-day period. So currently 20 cases with a total cumulative number of cases of 72 through the year. And right now um, we've got several buildings that have zero uh, cases and a couple of more that have 
less than five. Um, we've got a couple of buildings that also have, uh, you know, Bridgewater has six current cases and the high school has eight current cases. Um, so we feel like we're in fairly good shape, but we're just, of course, paying close attention and really trying to do the best that we can to take mitigation strategies uh, like masking, like uh, quarantining when we've identified students who have symptoms or who uh, have been close contacts to someone uh, for 15 or mi- minutes or more unmasked who have been um close a close contact to someone who has tested positive and you know i know we've talked with a few parents in in the last week or so who are just tired of this and our staff is tired of it as well Um, remember what our goal is is to do the best that we can to uh, keep kids in school and when we talk about that we're talking about keeping all kids in school and so sometimes that quarantine is something that assists us to make sure that we don't have any further spread Uh, we know that the masking national studies are showing that masking uh, in schools is is resulting in fewer cases Um, but we're all tired of it jeff we want it to be over Uh, the good news is we're seeing uh, the improvement in the cases and we really expect in the next couple of weeks that we'll finally hear uh, that uh, vaccine will be approved for ages 5 through 11. And that will be another significant piece because that's a, a large part of our population who doesn't yet have that layer of mitigation. And so, you know, of course, vaccination is a personal choice. The district's been unabashed in saying that we, the health experts are telling us that this is a safe and effective tool to, you know, mitigate getting getting the virus in for the first place and then reducing any symptoms, you know, should you uh, contract it. So uh, we know that um, that 5 to 11-year-old uh, vaccination period is coming up. We're hoping in the next couple of weeks. And we know that that will be a, another game changer in this fight against the pandemic. So we all look forward to it to be over. Cannot wait. Um, and uh, we thank people for their patience and their support. As, as tough as it's been for, for some folks, others have been incredibly supportive. And, and we just really thank everyone for their patience and how they've worked with us as a district. Superintendent Matt Hillman is with us. Um, good, uh, good news there, and hopefully that uh, vaccine will be um, more sooner than later for the young people. It's a possibility. Let's move on to uh, Bridgewater. Rich had done a story about us changing things around as far as the traffic flow to create a little better traffic flow. You've only had, what, one day? We had one day yesterday, and we're hoping that that is a uh, positive vision mm-hmm. of, of things to come further. So. No secret to anyone who travels on Jefferson Parkway uh, around between, say, 2.45 and 3.30 especially. Uh, morning as well, but the morning drop-off does not congest Jefferson Parkway nearly as much as the afternoon drop uh, pickup does. And so over the years, we know that traffic congestion at the end of the school day is always an issue at most elementary schools. But it really came to a head in the, uh, this fall uh, at Bridgewater where we were seeing we're seeing more and more families who are driving their children to school and picking them up after school. And we saw uh, dozens of cars actually backing up onto Jefferson Parkway. And as you know, with the median, there's no way to get around. So it created a number of issues uh, and it really came to a head where we needed to do something different uh, this fall. And so we worked with the city of Northfield. Uh, we could not have done what we we are implementing without the roundabout at Jefferson Parkway and 246. That's a real essential component of allowing this traffic change to happen. So people know in the past you would have uh, entered Bridgewater Elementary from Jefferson Parkway. And what we've done is as of yesterday, we've reversed the traffic. So you enter the Bridgewater campus off of 246 or Division Street and you, you go into the parking lot, and you can go all the way down and drop your student off uh, in the loading zone and unloading zone, which is just uh, further, just a little further ahead of the office. What, when you, if you take a bird's eye view of uh, Bridgewater Park or Bridgewater Elementary parking lot, 
we've calculated you can actually stack up twice as many cars by bringing uh, cars in off of Division than you could have coming in off of Jefferson Parkway. So just to give people some context, the, I was there yesterday at 2.25 p.m. just to start watching 2.25, 2.30. We already had one parent there waiting for dismissal that's at around 3.20. So that's how early people start coming, Jeff. Ooh, and wow. by about 5 after 3, that entire lane um, all the way from basically by the gym all the way back to Division Street was full. And we only had about eight cars that backed up onto Division Street. And there's an, we've worked with the city to have an extra long right turn lane. So that did not disrupt traffic. Uh, vehicles who are trying to make a left, so they're traveling north on 246 at that time. Um, if you're trying to make a left and that line is full, just head down to the roundabout, uh, come back through, and then come, come back and get into that right turn lane. It really went very well. I talked to a number of parents in line yesterday as we observed it much better than what the previous uh, strategy was. And again, things just continue to change. We see more and more people who want to pick their children up after school. They come earlier and earlier uh, you know, to get in line for their students. So really, uh, it went very well yesterday. Uh, we thank people for their patience as we work through this change. And of course, changing behavior is hard. Uh, want to thank the city of Northfield. They've been great partners in this. They helped us with a video production to be able to share with people uh, a visual representation of how the new strategy was going to work. We're thankful Northfield Police is providing us some extra support for traffic management this entire week. And, of course, uh, Nancy Antoine, uh, building principal, and Cole Nelson, who's our director of buildings and grounds, work very closely together. Tracy Clawson from our uh, grounds department got everything striped last Thursday. Thankfully, it didn't rain, so we had to restripe the parking lot, got everything in place, all the signage. Um, so if you're in that area, just make sure that you, if you want to take a look at our website, our website does have specific directions about how people are to use the new traffic pattern. You can take a look at the video that the city produced for us. So just be aware of it. If you're, if you're a grandparent and you don't get our messages, we, I think we sent probably a total of 10 messages to people. Um, if you don't get our messages, go on our website, take a look at the new traffic pattern so you can be prepared if you're picking students up at Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. All right. It's good to see that, uh, traffic relieved a little bit and, uh, everybody's doing their part to make that happen happen. Uh, let's move on. Enrollment numbers. We talked last uh, time uh, you were in uh, that the enrollment, the, the uh, official October 1st uh, enrollment numbers are in. What are you finding out from those now? Yeah, so as I mentioned the last time, uh, our enrollment is down about 20 students from where we had projected for this fall. And we have indicated, as Jeff, you know, I've talked with you for several years, actually, about the declining enrollment that we've been seeing in the school system. And so that was uh, part of a demographic study that was conducted uh, almost eight years ago, a little bit more than that now. And that study predicted we would lose about 200 students over a 10-year period. And this is really just about larger classes graduating and smaller classes coming in and just not seeing you know, as many students. Some of that's related to housing, a variety of different things. So we talked about that that last time, that we're down about 20 students um, compared to what we had projected. And the next part of this is taking a look at something that's called the Enrollment Options Report. So Chris Nesset in our Information Systems Office every year does an Enrollment Options Report. This looks at every Northfield resident student who's not attending a Northfield public school, one of our Northfield public schools, and tells us where those students are going. Um, not, of course, by name, but you know by school. It also takes a look at all of the non-resident students, those students who are open enrolled or are completed in non-resident agreement who live in another district and are coming to Northfield. So when we take a look at the totality, last year we had 875 Northfield Public Schools resident students choose something other than a Northfield Public School building. Last year, 875. 
This year we have 853 students who are Northfield residents selecting something elsewhere. So we've improved that piece of data. Of course, last year um, that was a nationwide trend. When we look at the students coming in, very flat. Last year we had 455 non-residents attend a Northfield public school. And this year we have 454 non-residents uh, attending a Northfield public school. Now you might say, well, where do these students who are residents go? Well, a number of students go to non-public schools. So uh, we had 128 students this year choose a non-public school versus a Northfield public school. That's down from 153 students who selected a, a non-public school last year. We have a thriving homeschool community in our uh, school district. Last year, we had 207 homeschool students from 94 families. This year, we have less, uh, 180 homeschool students from 85 families. And then, of course, you know that Minnesota has one of the most sophisticated systems of public school choice between open enrollment and charter schools. We authorize two charter schools. Um, we did have a slight increase in the number of students who chose charter schools. Last year, there were 278 students who chose a charter school. This year, 287. So that's people going out. Coming in, and well, if we also take a look at the students who are going from Northfield to another traditional public school district, um, what we saw last year was 237 students choosing another uh, district elsewhere, and this year 258, so an increase there. We saw an increase of students of 20 students who went from Northfield to Randolph uh, this year. When we look at uh, those coming in, What we really see is we see students, uh, 454 students coming in from other districts, the largest coming from Faribault, with uh, 309 students coming from Faribault to Northfield. So when we take a look at this at the end of the day, Jeff, we uh, have Im improved in terms of over the number of students, who, the net loss of students. We will always have less number of students coming in than going out because we have two very thriving charter schools that we authorize. We also have a great partner in St. Dominic uh, School here in Northfield, another fine option. Last year, we had a net out of 420. So that means when we do everything, we had 420 students more who went out than came in. This year, we had a net out of 399. So we saw an improvement in that number, um, which we fully expected. So we're not quite back to the pre-pandemic levels, but we are certainly uh, even outpacing years like 2016-17 and 2015-16. So It's a, as you can see, it's a very detailed report. It is. And I'm kind of surprised by the numbers. I guess I've never looked at those before or even thought about them. Are those available in uh, the school board packet? They are, absolutely. Okay, that so you can pick them up online. Yeah, absolutely. People All right. can take a look at that in detail. A lot of information can be gleaned out of that. So, and, and I think the key thing is that, you know, we have a variety of great options, you know, here in Northfield. And, you know, we, uh, of course, Minnesota has one of the most sophisticated systems of public school choice. We're very grateful you know that we have so many people 455 students from elsewhere who have chosen northfield public schools as the place that they want to be all right let's move on um e-learning you know it's not uh, we're not that far off uh, it was what a year ago uh, a couple of days ago that we had eight inches of snow and we're gonna Please be getting don't even snow say that. you've got such. a button over there that mutes you right <laughs> don't even say that out loud jeff Um, but I'm sure you're making plans, the school district is making plans for in case that would happen. Yeah, so, you know, listeners know that we had been an early adopter of using e-learning days. We weren't certainly the first school district, but you'll remember several years ago, uh, we had piloted it and uh, actually had to use it quite a bit uh, a couple of years ago, the year that we had 11 uh, snow days. And so uh, we continue to use e-learning. We've done that the last few years. We'll continue. Now, e-learning is different than distance learning. So what I want listeners to know is, 
in the past couple of years with the pandemic, last year specifically, we had stretches of where we had distance learning where all students went home for, you know, in, in some cases, six weeks or so at a time. In some cases, uh, classrooms that had to go home for a couple of weeks at the elementary level due to uh, COVID-19. E-learning is different than distance learning, so don't expect it to be the same as what distance learning was. An e-learning day is really a bridge uh, to get through a Minnesota winter weather event when we can't safely transport students. Now, our students will all have at least one traditional Minnesota snow day, so we're not starting e-learning days on day number one. Uh, We're looking to start them on day number two. We are still uh, just finalizing some of the updates to the plan based upon what we learned last year and some other information that we've received this fall. So we're finalizing those details. In many ways, it will be similar to how we did e-learning before the pandemic, but with some more uh, video conference opportunities for students as well. Um, But just so parents can watch that, we'll be posting that plan later this week. And again, we won't be starting uh, those e-learning days until the second day that we have to say we can't transport students uh, because of Minnesota weather disrupting that transportation. All right. And students on the bright side, at least you won't have the school year extended because of all the days we've had off that one year was uh, yeah. pretty bad. And I think that that's a really important piece. You know, Minnesota summers are are really treasures, right? And so we know that families really are planning vacations and things like that. And so we want to give them some predictability with the end of the school year. And so we think that this is a good way to keep the, the momentum of our curriculum moving forward. We're not, not going to pretend that it's the same as a day of being in school, but we think keeping the momentum of our curriculum in February versus, say, in trying to do that in June is a different story, just a different mindset. Hmm. Superintendent Hillman is with us from the Northfield School District. Uh, Matt, is there anything else you'd like to mention while we have you on the air? Just the, the last thing, just want to share quickly that we have opened uh, a um, uh, a. it's the community action center forgive me the community action center has officially opened the food shelf uh, satellite at the northfield community education center and so that's a really great advancement we know that there's been some food insecurity during the pandemic and so uh, the cac was only taking appointments my understanding is now that there's a more regular schedule but we think that's an example of a great partnership to support families so it's in the former teachers lounge at the northfield community uh, education center which is of course the former Greenville Park building, and it looks like a mini food shelf that you would walk into at the CAC. So it looks like a small convenience store. They've got a variety of fresh uh, fresh food, and they've got frozen and all their kind of pantry staples. So we're really excited to have that partnership with the CAC to be able to help address that in food insecurity, especially for residents on the north side of town. Yeah, it's a great program, and it's good that you have something, a satellite up on the north side as well. Uh, Superintendent Hillman, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. It's my pleasure. Thanks. All right, Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN, Northfield. Tune in to National Security This Week with John Olson, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on 95.1 The One, or right here on the KYMN Radio Podcast. Thanks for listening to this KYMN Radio Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio Podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 